Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Chatting with Nat. Yes, this is Natalie Jones. This is Natalie Jean. And today we have singer songwriter Gabrielle Amirato, a Berkeley College of Music educated humanitarian committed to creating a world where everyone knows that they are valid, valued and heard. I use my storytelling and songwriting abilities to foster this outcome. She does. She enjoys blending different genres and topics to create unique songs where people can find a piece. Connecting through our humanity is our biggest strength, and music is our natural universal language, allowing me, that's her, Gabrielle, as a singer-songwriter, to be a source of positivity in our world. So let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Gabrielle. How are you? Hi, I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing as best as I can living in this crazy <laughs> world of ours. Um, if it's not one thing, it's another. It. So, like you said, I couldn't agree more. We're trying to stay positive. So, how have you been uh, during this pandemic? Oh yeah, it's been a roller coaster during this pandemic for sure. Um, I kind of my EP kind of came out of the pandemic, which is really interesting because going in, I was like in the worst rut of my life. Um, writing wise, I was very like depressed. I have anxiety and it was like very bad, um, right. if not worse because of everything going on, which I'm sure so many other people have experienced. Um, so it was a very, very tough experience to kind of work through that and find the inspiration to like right. take what I was learning, what I was going through and put that into my outlet, which is music. I also experienced a lot of family losses, which I'm sure people listening have also gone through, um, very personal to me that I was able to channel into music, but at the time was very hard to process being alone and going through uh, the pandemic. But I think, you know, I was able to find an outlet that I could utilize to make myself kind of feel a little bit better. And that's kind of why I really care about the songs that I put out on my EP, because I feel like they kind of embody that time period that I went through. Um, and for me, that's just what music does. Um, it takes me through like the really rough periods of life and I'm able to make myself somewhat feel better through that so it was definitely rough for me um still rough every now and then but I feel a little bit more inspiration and hope with having the vaccine and being able to go back to classes and do a little bit more of our normal daily lives um it's kind of brought me back a little bit to feeling a little bit more um at ease yeah no it's been hard on everyone um I actually did get COVID back in December, so I have lingering effects. It goes up and down. You get the boosters, you get the shots, get the vaccine. Absolutely. I think everybody should get them, but I'm not going to tell people, force people to get it. You know, people have to do what they think is right for them. 
Although, you know, when people call themselves patriot, um, you're a patriot if you put yourself behind others in the sense that putting America first, you know, we don't know what's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what's in a lot of things that we consume. Um, <laughs> but if we want to get back to normal, you know, we're just, there's certain sacrifices that we're, we're going to have to make. I think, you know, a lot of people are always like, well, you know, the military, we have to praise them. They sacrifice their lives. So we in turn have to do the same. That's what I believe in. But yet at the same time, people have to do what's right for themselves. Now, one of the questions that I ask um, everybody is this Mm -hmm. question. Um, Obviously the pandemic has been cray cray. It's been all over the place. People have had waves of emotions as as you've already stated. Um, But there are two things. Obviously there were cons and there were pros um, during the pandemic. Mm The cons being that the waves of emotion and people dying, losing limbs, getting really sick and stuff like that and having the effects. Now, the pros from all of this is that people have time to really self-actualize, really think about who they want to be in this life. It, it doesn't matter what job, what modality, whatever they're working on. Really, People really took the time, even if you were working from home, even if you were busy, this pandemic thing really came to the surface for a lot of people and started to think, oh, what am I going to do with my life? Because what it did, it showed you that, you know, we knew that life was short. It showed you that life can be even shorter. So, you know, one of the things that I saw, which is not weird, but weird for me is a lot of family members are walking with their kids outside. You really didn't see that. You know, climate change, the, the, Mm the pollution level went severely down. Animals, the trees, Mother Nature, they were all singing I don't know if we want these people back on, back out in the street. Um, I read some articles about people quitting their jobs because they, they thought as though, you know, money is important, but I need to do what I, I love. You know what I mean? And then yeah. they were put back on hours of work because they said they weren't spending enough time with their families. And then musicians, artists, you know, some people rebranded, some people worked on a new album, new music and stuff like that. And some people decided to be more of an effective player. It's not about charting. It's not about awards. So during this time, did you have to take time to really figure out who you want to be as an artist or did you already, is your mind already set on that? Yeah, I think that this time really opened my eyes to a lot of different things. Like you were speaking to moments ago, I was kind of away at college. I lived in an apartment at the time, even though my family lived 20 minutes outside of the city of where I go to school, Um, but I didn't see them very often. And so I was kind of starting to get into this rut of, like, not really spending a lot of time with family, kind of feeling very alone. Um, School was very overwhelming at the time. Um, I was just looking for more time to kind of open my mind and really find who I was as an artist. I was writing music at the time but I was like not confident enough to put it out. I wasn't sure if it was what I wanted my image to be. I think it was just like, there was so much going on with school. I didn't have time to really figure that out for myself. So I think what the pandemic gave me was the time to kind of live in the moment, see who I was, see what I was passionate about and be able to utilize that information to make music that I loved and music that I wanted other people to hear. Um, I have a lot of inspirations. I find that I have a lot of older inspirations like Carol King, the Beatles, um, just like that kind of stuff. And I feel like I was so hard trying to put myself into this narrow pop box that is so popular nowadays on the radio. And I think while doing that, I was cutting myself down and finding my actual artistic voice and what I wanted to be said. Um, so by doing that and spending some time away 
from like all the craziness and having just a lot of free time to mess around with my songs and learn how to produce a little bit better. It gave me so much time to really dive into self-reflection of who I am, what I want my music to say and what I want people to see when they look at me as an artist and as a person. And so I do think that this time away was super beneficial for me. It was a very hard time for all of us. Don't get me wrong that I had my moments where I was just not okay, but at the same time, I do think I walked away with so much more knowledge because I had the free time to be able to do that deep dive into who I am and my music and what I wanted it to be like when I eventually came out of the pandemic and was releasing music and doing stuff. So I do think I solidified a lot of who I was as an artist, and I now know strongly and firmly who I am, which is super important. Yeah, no, that's very important. Um, so how did you get into the music industry? Was it something that you heard, you saw? What was it that um, that made you say that Gabrielle and music must be together. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I came to music as a dancer. I started dancing when I was three. Um, I did all types of dancing, lyrical, hip hop, jazz. Like I did everything and I did it competitively up till the end of high school. Um, in the meantime, I threw in vocal lessons because I knew I had a decent voice, but I didn't have any like training. Um, so I started doing that. Um, I ended up doing a, talent agency competition in New York I think it was around the time I was 15 and mm-hmm. I ran into someone who from a company 117 it was out of Florida and they wanted to do an artist development deal with me so basically that's how my first EP dramatic kind of got made um, so we made the EP a music video a photo shoot all this like crazy stuff I was like thrown into this world basically I had no experience Um, But it was the most exhilarating week of my life. I think we completed in, like, a week and a half, the whole, like, recording process, writing. It was very fast, but it was so exciting. And I remember, I think I was going in to record one of the songs, and I just, like, was standing there behind the microphone, and I was like, I could do this for the rest of my life. And Mm -hmm. so from there, I just kind of was like, I have to explore this more. I have to, like, start writing my own music, like, really get into it a little bit more, because that was my first real experience involved in the music industry and so I started actually signing up for summer camps and I came across the one at Berkeley College of Music Um, and I went and I was like we'll just see how this goes I didn't even know what Berkeley was at the time which now being almost graduating from there is kind of embarrassing because it's so well known but at the time I had no idea who they were Um, I was just like oh this will be a fun camp so I went and I did it I fell in love with the environment and I know I fell in love with it because my mom usually I'll like text her immediately and be like, yeah, I can't wait to come home in five days, blah, blah, blah. I literally did not text her for the entire weekend. I was just so involved, enamored. Like I loved the people I met, the environment. Like I just knew that it was a special place. And after that, I was like, we need to like look into music schools. Like I think that that's where I belong. I was always a really good student, but it never, there was nothing in school that I was like, that's what I need to be doing. Um, But spending a week at Berkeley in the summer, I was like, this feels where I like where I belong. And so I crammed for four months um, Mm. because I was not classically trained. (laughs) So I crammed for four months with like ear training, sight reading, all of that stuff, um, just so that I could have a good audition. Because I was like, they can teach me everything else if I get in. Um, And so I just auditioned and I was like, if it works out, it works out. I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. So I was like, if I'm not meant to be there, I'm not meant to be there. But it was my dream school, and I'm very thankful that I clearly did something right because I got in. And it's been some of the best learning experience that I've had in my entire life. And I do think that 
there, there wasn't another path in life for me than being part of the music industry. I'm just such a creative person in every aspect of my life that I just don't, there was no place else that felt quite so comfortable as being an artist or being involved in the music industry in some way. And when I'm writing music and I'm telling my story in a way that other people can relate, everything just feels right when I put a song together. And I feel so at home when I'm making music and producing in my home studio. So I really can't imagine being anywhere else, but it's kind of funny. It started on the whim with a artist development deal, creating my first EP. And I just kind of was like, this is really awesome. And I feel like I could do this for the rest of my life. Now, um, how important is it for you to be authentic in your music? Oh, that's like 100% important to me. Um, I find that I resonate with artists who are very authentic or their stories are very much their own. Um, I grew up listening to Taylor Swift my entire life. Mm. Absolutely adore her. Um, I might not have as many relationship problems as her, but I definitely find authenticity and realness in the lyrics that she speaks and the way she is able to capture listeners. And I think right. from growing up with that kind of artist role model, that's what I hope to do with my own stories. I want people to be able to find the authenticity of not only myself in the story, but I want them to be able to find pieces of themselves because I think that's why I write my music is not only so that I have an outlet to share what I'm going through or what others around me are struggling with, but in hopes that my story can have other people find pieces of themselves that help them heal or get through something that they're also going through. That's my main reason is I think music, you know, it's a universal language. It connects all of us together. So I hope that even just by writing one song, I can find a way to help other people get through a struggle that they're going through. Which is important because one of the things that I learned during the pandemic is that people were seeking more authenticity than ever before, because obviously during the pandemic, what we were going through with the election, George Floyd, and then we had cray cray variant, this variant, that, um, people were seeking comfort. They wanted to go towards yes. people or music that they that was relatable to them. Um, we love Absolutely. our mainstream, we love our mainstream artists, and yeah, Taylor Swift, yeah, she writes about the things going on in her life. But people tended to more go towards independent artists because a lot of independent, not that Taylor Swift doesn't write her own stuff. But it seems as no, yeah. independent artists really, really talk from the heart, really talk from the soul. They're not afraid to talk about many different issues that are out there that a lot of mainstream artists won't touch. You know, for mainstream artists as a whole, it's about charting, it's about getting more fans, it's about money and all that stuff. Where independent artists Absolutely. obviously we do, but it's about the craft. It is about the artistry. It is about you know what can we do for our world? How can we better our world with our music? You know, there's some independent artists that are not like that. There's some that do want to church and stuff like that, and that's okay. But um, even before the, the uh, everything that's going on in the world, I decided I wanted to be a more effective player and write social impact message songs because that's very important to me. Um, even yeah. with TikTok, they said that their videos that are the most they can relate to and they're like oh those are the videos that are the most popular on tiktok and i i, I agree with that because people are just like they're tired of a lot of the stuff going on in the world they want to be call up act like they can call up gabrielle or dm you and say oh my gosh i love this song it really made my day people really, really yeah now what would you say 
is your main genre? See, for me, that's such a difficult question. Um, a year ago, I would be like pop 100% because I think I was trying to fit into this mold of pop, which is also very wide of a genre. If you listen to the radio nowadays, there's so many different genres crossing over. But I think right now I would put myself in like a folk singer-songwriter category. But yeah. I do see genres kind of bending and fusing together. And I think that's the main part of my artistry that I'm kind of trying to bring in is like putting together multiple genres that work together because I do feel like there's a way to do that and still like be very popular on the radio and not necessarily have to fit into the pop mold um so that's a big thing I do is I like to mix multiple genres together I do find that some of my songs are different genres just because I feel like that's just the way I write and that's who I am as an artist and I don't think that every song has to be the same template and fit into the same box all the time. Um, right. So, yeah, right now I'd say this EP that I released is in the folk singer-songwriter, which I do think is what a lot of my work is at the moment. Um, but I do hope to elevate some of my production stuff more into the pop range in my next EP and next projects. Yeah, a lot of people don't like that question, you know, what genre are you in? And you're correct. <laughs> people are uh, meshing a lot of the genres together. I actually like to do that myself. I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> People don't ask a, a an artist that paints or draws. Well, why didn't you put a, mm-hmm. a that this color or that? So I don't think people ask us the same question about you know you know people. I used to say I'm an artist. I create, and that wasn't good enough yeah, for some, some people. Like no, I no. But what what genre do you? I, I do them all. I'm actually a versatile artist. I do R&B, jazz, blues, Americana, pop, dance, mm-hmm. adult contemporary. I, I do it all, but right now I'm focused on Americana because that encompasses a bunch of different genres that I do. And I love the the Americana genre. Although I recently released a bunch of pop songs because obviously <laughs> we're not just trying to, you know, release our albums and stuff like that to the public. We also trying to do sync and licensing because we are trying to make a living at this craft. And, I, and we know that streaming Absolutely. is one of those places that is affording us to make a lot of money because, you know, Making half the um is just not going to cut it. So I think as artists, I think people are just saying, you know, I'm an artist. I create. Here's my repertoire. If you want to hear it, you know, see anything that you like, and then move on from that. Now I'm going to play. I have three songs of your own I chose to play today. So I'm going to play um, Hideaway. Uh, let me know what that's about. Yeah, so Hideaway, I wrote that one. Actually, that was the first one I wrote. Um, I wrote it probably a little bit over a year ago. Um, It was like the first song I wrote that I was like, I actually like this. Um, I'm my hardest critic. So most of the time I'll just correct and correct and correct until I'm like, I don't want to put that out anymore. So this was the first song I wrote that I really loved. And kind of from there, I edited it over the past year to be what it is now. Um, And it just kind of embodies this idea of being really into somebody that that person becomes your home and it's no longer a place. Growing up, my mom has always told me, um, you know, wherever we are, that's home. So I've always associated home more with people than places. Um, I've moved a couple of times in my life. I've gone away to college. My brother's gone away to college. We've 
rarely ever been in the same place for a long period of time altogether as a family. So I've learned, you know, to appreciate that time you have with loved ones and to find that home and that love within that person um, rather than a um, So this is kind of all about going away and escaping to that place with that person who means everything and is home to you, whether that's a relationship or a family member or a significant other. All right, let's play. The way you make me feel never felt so damn real. You make the world stand still. The way you laugh and grin makes me feel like a little kid. You make me never wanna grow up. A, um, a neo soul vibe for me. 
um, with with I've with, heard a, that with a flare with a flare of pop. Um, Thank, yeah, I've definitely I've I love R and B and pop. I'm all about like fusing that together. I I do find that my sound is kind of in between a lot of genres, so that's kind of what uh, I was saying earlier about. Voice. You definitely have a beautiful voice. And your your voice would work well in sync and licensing. Is that something that you're looking into as well? Yeah, I've actually um, yeah. I did an internship a couple of uh, years ago. Yeah, mm. at this point it's years. Uh, the pandemic has felt like forever. Um, and so I actually reached out to them, and they wanted to talk in the new year about licensing some of my music. Um, and I took a TV and film class this semester that kind of talked about more of that. And so I've definitely been thinking about that when I go sit down to write because I find my, that I love writing in a lot of genres that may not also necessarily be my artistic style that I want to release. Um, but right. it doesn't mean that I can't write in them, them out and make money. Like you said, because streaming platforms um, just aren't cutting it. <laughs> this stuff is expensive. Um, people Absolutely. don't realize you have, to, you have to use uh, to, to, to do all this stuff, you know, between promo and marketing and putting out the, the album and all that stuff is just crazy. Now, tell us about um, your songwriting process, just regularly, and then go into how you decided to create uh, the, your EP, Metamorphosis. When I talk about songwriting process, you know, how do you start? How do you decide um, what you're going to write about? And then tell us how you got into write, writing a Metamorphosis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my songwriting process, I'm like mainly into keyboard. Um, that's more my vibe. I'm just a little bit more advanced on that than guitar. So I have okay. been like taking up electric guitar and find it super fun to mess around on there as well. Um, but I usually start with an idea. For me, lyrics are like the thing. Um, okay. I, I just love telling a story. I love getting my emotions down. So a lot of techniques I've learned at school, like journaling or like object writing, stuff like that is super helpful for me when I have an idea that I'm not really sure how I want to like speak about it. Um, yep. But for me, it definitely always starts with an idea or a topic or like if my friend's talking about her relationship and she's like, says a line I really like, I'm like, hold up, I need to write that down. <laughs> I'm like that person where I'm like, if I hear something I like or I read something I like, I write the line down immediately because I'm like, I could find a place for that. Um, so it always starts with an idea or a concept, usually a line, like a hook line. And then from there, I'll build out like what I want the structure and the form to look like and then I'll usually mess around on the piano find a chord progression that I like and kind of usually just build from there if it's a good song it builds pretty easily right. pretty quickly pretty pretty insignificantly not anything crazy um I have had stuff where I write the chorus first which those are the hardest ones because then it's like what do I go back and say that I haven't already said um right. I like to build from the beginning usually first but there's been a couple of songs that I've started from the chorus and they've actually ended up really cool. Um, but usually that's not my style. Um, from there, I end up putting it into logic. So I like to get a decent demo down. Um, I'm not the best producer, but I'm getting better by having the time that the pandemic gave me to mess around with stuff. Um, so I usually lay down a track somewhat of like a structure with a bass, drums, all of that um, to kind of send over to my producer that I work with. So that it's not like here's just this piano and vocal situation um, and let's figure out a whole arrangement. I like to kind of figure out where I want it to be myself. Um, and then from there, we kind of just build. And as we add the live instrumentation, it sounds significantly better. But um, that's kind of the whole process for me um, when it comes to writing new music. Um, and then with my EP, 
it was kind of a really interesting story. So I was, like I said earlier, I was going through a really rough time where like I literally was not writing at all. Like the pandemic just hit. Um, Mm -hmm. I was going through really bad anxiety. Um, My boyfriend had just had moved home. Um, All of my friends were moving home. Like college was done, at least for the moment. Um, No more in-person classes. Like the life was, my my life was shutting down basically around me and I was out of control. And as somebody who like, I always need to be in control of everything. um, It was very hard to deal with all of that. And I just couldn't find the inspiration to write anything at all. And whatever I did write, I absolutely hated. I was like, I, I can't do that. Um, but I still had classes that were coming up and my teacher still needed me to write music. Um, and then I had one teacher, his name's George Woods. I'll give him a shout out um, for my directed study class, which is like a one-on-one class. And you have to write at least five songs, four to five mm-hmm. songs for that class, like a mini EP. Um, that's the project you have to complete in the songwriting major. So he was telling me, you know, you just kind of got to break through it. You got to write. And I was like, that's so much easier said than done. Um, especially when there's no inspiration out there. Um, but he was like, go for walks, do all this stuff. Um, and finally through that class, I was able to break through. And I think what really stuck with me is that he kind of just like sat me down and was like, you know, you can write a hundred songs and they could 99 of them could be terrible and one of them could be amazing and you finally break through that rut so like just keep writing until you get to a point where you find something that you're happy with because if you don't keep moving you're just going to keep going backwards and so I think from that point on I kind of realized you know if I keep digging myself into this rut more I'm never going to get out um, so I just sat down and I put my hands on the keyboard and I was like, we just got to go for it. And I actually wrote lessons to learn, which is kind of crazy. Like the first song I sat down, I started playing, I found this chord progression. I fell in love with it and I just started singing. It was kind of crazy. Within an hour, I had the first verse written and I was like, this is like, I was in love with it. I was like, I need to keep going. I actually think I worked straight through for like the rest of the day on just that song because I was so inspired and I was so excited and I was like this is finally something I feel like proud of and something I'm excited to take to class next week and like show him I was able to do and I think from there that kind of just sparked this creativity and I then moved on to Rainbow we started working on Hideaway after that I I my grandma uh, is actually the inspiration for Sunflower but she passed away a couple months after that and I ended up finishing up that song so it just kind of was like this domino effect and it's crazy, but he kind of just pushed me into this zone that I was so uncomfortable in. And from that, I was able to get some of my favorite work out of it. Um, And from there, I think I now, um, now I'm just like writing stuff I love all the time, but it really pushed me to like deep down, not stop writing. Cause I think when I get into a rut or I feel like I am uninspired, I'm just like, I'm just going to stop and walk away. And I think that's the worst thing you can do for yourself um, because you're just stopping completely. And I think that if you look deep enough, there's inspiration everywhere. And I've found that recently. It doesn't always have to be 100% you. I've taken stories from my family and from friends who have spoken to me. I've taken stories from books I've read. Like, it doesn't always have to be 100% your story, but it's what you take with the information that you're given and how you create that world that people can find themselves in. So I've really learned how to dig deep for inspiration and how to push myself through writer's block that I was literally the worst writer's block I've ever experienced in my life. So that's something that I have to say I'm really proud of this project is because I didn't think I would be able to push through and have this project be the way it is. So I'm really, really happy of the way I was able to create this project and all that I was able to come through. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, we're going to play Lesson to Learn right now. Awesome. Repeating the same bad behavior. Um, Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've learned that as well. Yeah. A lot of people learn that lesson uh these past couple of years because it's almost like you yeah. didn't even know the person all of a sudden all this stuff comes out and you're like what where was i um <laughs> yeah I, I love that song what do you love most yeah. about being an artist i think it's just being able to tell my story i, I love writing music i think i've always been drawn to music because of the stories like the artists i love right now um, like, I always love Taylor Swift, but I've been listening to, like, Tate McRae a lot um, mm-hmm. on the radio, and I think she's, like, an up-and-coming younger artist, and I think, like, a lot of the stories she writes are very, like, from the heart. Um, one of her songs that I really love, um, You Broke Me First, I heard it about two years ago when she first released it, and I was going through a really bad breakup, and I was listening to it, and I was like, this is kind of everything I want to say that I haven't processed through right now, and so for right. me, that's what music does. It it is a way, like, I want people to be able to do the same with mine. I want people to be able to listen to my story and be like, you know what, that's so right. I feel the same way, and that's how I feel. Like, I think that that's why music is so powerful is because people, you can listen to a song and ultimately feel so much better. Right. Because you've heard somebody else has gone through that experience, and you're like, okay, I may not know them, but I can connect to them because we've both lived through something shitty like that and come out right. on the other side stronger. And I think that yeah. that's why I love writing music and that's why I love what I do. And whenever I get a new song idea, I'm so freaking excited about it is because I love being able to put my story out there and being raw and vulnerable with other people in hopes that they can find themselves within that story. Um, Cause that's what I do with the music I love. Yeah, no, I agree with you a hundred percent. I always tell people uh, music is our superpower because we can make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> We can make them scream. We can make them cry. We can make them laugh. We can, you Absolutely. know, heal them. It has the power to heal. So I agree with you 100% with that. Which song of yours do you like to perform and why? The most. <laughs> that is such a difficult question. Um, so I haven't performed any live recently right. just because pandemic, um, obviously. But yeah. I would probably say Lessons to Learn would be my most exciting to play live. Um, okay. I love the chord progression. Um, so for me, I love playing it on piano. So I'd probably play it on piano live. Um, I also love the background vocals in it and the strings. I would have to have strings live because they just sound too amazing to not have them. Um, but for me, that's such a fun, like, upbeat song. And I feel like when I wrote it, I wrote it because um, I had a friend who was going through a relationship where she, she the guy was not being faithful and she just kept feeling like she needed to go back. And I was like, you need to know your self-worth and that you're so much better than that. And in the end there will be a right person, but you don't need to keep going through the same thing over and over again. Like he can be a lesson and you can walk away and still be okay. Um, You don't have to keep going through that and mistreating yourself. And I think that it's such an important message for everyone because I think sometimes people stay too long at the party because they're afraid to get hurt or to walk away and lose someone. And I think that it's just something that I can really relate to as well and I feel like it's a super fun upbeat way to put that message out there to people that like way more important than what anyone else thinks about you and to always value that over any relationship um, or situation like that Amen love yourself first I always <laughs> tell artists if you can't love your own music if you can't put play your music on repeat and listen to it a hundred times don't put it out I can, I can listen exactly. to all my um, because whatever you <laughs> put out is your energy so if you put love into your work you're going to get back 
and to always remember that music is subjective. Not everybody's going to love your stuff, but the people that are supposed to love your stuff will love your stuff. All right. Absolutely. Get upset. Now I'm going to play your song, Sunflower.
Woodley Jungle. Beautiful. Now, what are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music business? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, I think that I had just known, wish I had known more business information. Like that's some classes that I've taken now kind of about all of the legal aspects and stuff with music libraries and all of that. I think just having more knowledge on that um, going in would have been really nice, but I'm glad that I have the information now before I leave college. Um, but a big thing for me would probably just be like, I wish that I knew my artistry more. Like I'm very confident in who I am as an artist now and right. now that I'm leaving, which is, it's better to know it now than not know it at all. Um, but I definitely wish I'd known it earlier in my college experience so that I could kind of have had all of my branding together and stuff. So I would have been able to put out stuff sooner. Um, but I'm still very happy with where I'm at and putting out music now. I just kind of wish I had known a little bit more of what I know now and how to promote myself and do all of that like three years ago um, when I was putting stuff out um, rather than, but I'm glad to know it now rather than not at all and know who I am as an artist and have all of my branding and know how to promote myself and all of that now than not know it at all. But that's definitely something I wish I had known sooner on how to do in the music industry so that I could have better promoted myself with earlier projects. I get it. I get it. We we live and we live and we learn. That's what I always say. Absolutely. Now, uh, what is a um, I affirmation or or state that you see to push yourself into feeling down? Sorry, can you repeat that? You're breaking up a little bit. <laughs> um, what is the prayer statement or affirmation that you'd like to use um, when you're feeling down to push yourself? Mm, that's a really good one. I usually just tell myself to don't give up um, just because that's something like one of my teachers said to me, one of my teachers that I really, really love. Um, he was like, just when you're feeling really low and you feel like you can't do anymore or that you're not good enough, just remember that like you're the only you in the world and that you shouldn't give up and to not give up. And so I think that as simple as that is, and as sometimes it's hard when you're in a down moment to be like, why should I care to not give up? Right. Um, I know that I believe 100% in what he says. I know that, you know, when I wake up, I'm the only version of myself. And we're all unique and individual, and I'm the only version of myself. I've, I'm the only person who's gone through my personal stories that I'm sharing and putting out there in the world. And, you know, I hope to inspire younger generations to find that confidence in being uniquely who they are. So if I give up who like what kind of role model am I being then? So I think just remembering whether it's a small platform or not, you're still representing yourself and, and there are still people out there who look up to you. And so to remember that if you don't want to do it for yourself, which you should want to as an artist and loving your own work, that I do it for people out there who listen to my music and look up to me or aspire to be a musician themselves one day because it's a hard industry and you're going to hit rock, rocky moments no matter what. Um, but it's knowing who you are and standing your ground and, and refusing to give up when it gets tough that is really going to make or break you as an artist and a person. 
Amen to that. Uh, well, tell everybody out there where they can find you on the glorious internet. Yes. So everywhere, like YouTube, Facebook, um, all of that, it's just Gabby Amarato. So G-A-B-I-A-M-M-I-R-A-T-O. And then on Instagram, it's Gabby Amarato again for my music page. And then Gabby underscore Amarato underscore for my personal Instagram page. And I post basically on both of those. So you can follow either one of those. And then on, I believe my EP is out on everywhere. So every streaming platform just under Gabby Amarato. Uh, so feel free to like my page, follow me on there. I have a new EP in the works for end of June. Um, so a lot of exciting new music and projects. So definitely check out Metamorphosis on all streaming platforms under Gabby Amarato and keep a lookout for new music coming your way. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Gabby, for being on Chatting with Nat. It was my honor to have you on the show. I learned a lot about you. We have a lot of similar Thank you. I think you're going thank to go you very so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, you're going to go very far in the music industry. You're all about social impact, um, helping other people uh, with your music, being an effective player in life. This is what we need in our world right now. Uh, music has to move mountains and do all those things. And you're doing it, so uh, I'm going to follow you, um, especially one day. Let's do an IT Live. I'd love to do that. Um, And I hope you have a great rest of the weekend. You as well. All right. Thank you. Now, this is Chatting with Nat and Dr. Gabby Amarato on Chatting with Nat. Until next time, on Chatting with Nat. with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.